For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. But let me see this guy. Look at Doug Benson. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Look at him. Everybody, uh, look at everybody him. stare at him as he walks in. <laughs> How you doing, my man? Good to finally have you in the studio. It's good to be here. Sub at your stupid success that you sell out all these shows and we can never get you in here anymore. Well, you know, I think there's a few tickets left for tonight. Not so anymore. Don't, don't say that. Not after today, there's not. Oh, right? You How- guys are powerful in the in the area. I'm blowing it out now. <laughs> uh, now we had Cheech and Chong in here one time together. Yeah, you are the new generation's Cheech and Chong. That's what uh, some people might say. I yeah, guess. right. <laughs> you don't even have eyes anymore. Let me see you look at. Yeah, I, yeah well, that's the thing is I, uh, you know, I, I I usually walk into the studios and stuff with the sunglasses on, so, right? You know, just to ease people into it. No, no, I like it. You I want to. I want to see it. Like you know, because then they when I got these on. I could just sit here with my eyes closed. Nobody knows. Yeah, right? but then when you leave, everybody goes. He's that douche wears sunglasses when he was in the yeah, studio. Yeah, you can't wear them the whole time. No, yeah. You gotta. You, people want to see your eyes. The, it's so weird when people stop me for a selfie if I've got sunglasses on. Sometimes they'll say, "Will you take your glasses?" <laughs> and I'm like, "If you're gonna art direct this whole thing, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm out. I need a model. Quarter turn feet. to your right, please. Yeah, listen, crazy. Now, I, I'm gonna tell you, your, your druggies are to your right, and your uh, new druggies are to your left. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, so but, everybody. On board. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's uh, not that that was ever holding me back. I can't. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life, a real like tobacco cigarette. Sure. So when I tried to smoke pot, it's always such a coughing mess that I feel embarrassed to smoke in front of anybody. Then also, the first time I smoked pot was in college, and it made me immediately hungry, and I had no money to buy food, and I was like, I don't like this. I'm already hungry and tired. Why? So I never really liked it. But then as I got older, and I realized there were other ways to do it. Which now you could eat candy and get high. I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. So now I'm into it. Yeah, I had some candy yesterday. Did yesterday? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you What are you eating? A gummy well, bear? This was a gummy bear, yeah. and it was about uh, forty milligrams of THC. Forty. In it, and uh, it was all right. Yeah. It didn't, uh, you know, it didn't do that much to me. <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure out my number. You know, it's like right, it's right. like your sleep number. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what the hell your sleep number is? You know, uh, you got to look into it. Somebody gave me gummy bears, and then on Christmas Eve, I could probably say this now because uh, it's early. But on Christmas Eve, I gave my dad one, and I go, "Here, try this." And he took it and he ate it. And I go, "That's totally that's pot." And I walked away. <laughs> and I just left him hanging. And then my dad, who's a big Italian guy, is just cooking and all that. Uh, at one point, he was sitting in the kitchen like this hands on his legs. <laughs> <laughs> and I just lost my mind. And then I'm high laughing at him because I've crippled him. Oh, and the other day he was telling the story to my wife because we didn't tell anybody. And my father's like, I haven't been I haven't been high since I was in Istanbul in the Navy fifty years ago, you know? And so that, that, it's kind of it's fun when you could bring generations together. Absolutely. I you know, I think any old person that's not at least doing edibles, you know, some sort of weed thing 
they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they yeah. Don't, they don't. They just someone needs to tell them. <laughs> yeah, and the for real the CBD oil with you know older people with any kind oh, of chronic yeah. pain and all the inflammation and stuff it definitely helps. Yeah, it's yeah. terrific. They you know especially since they don't have to work or whatever uh, they could be as high as they want all day long. <laughs> yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, they have this place called True Leave here, which is uh, a medical marijuana place. It's like one of the only ones. And I went there with my wife, and uh, we were checking. I don't know. She's in the medical health field, and uh, but I could not stand the people in the lobby. That was enough to make me never want to be associated with it again. It was like everybody I ever hated from high school who was a pothead all joined me that day in the lobby, and they were all talking behind me, and it was all like stereotypical. When, when we went to see the dead, and I'm like, this can't be real. You're not really talking about the Grateful Dead in a pod place. Yeah, that's what, and I just sat there on my phone tweeting about how miserable I was. But anyway. Um, Thank God for tweeting. Yeah, right? Well, <laughs> get, get it off your chest. Galvin got suspended for the first time. Yeah. We can't figure out why. No idea why. It wasn't like I tweeted out anything offensive or anything like that. I mean, look through my timeline. I was like, there's nothing there. Just all of a sudden, I was suspended for 12 hours. So wait, I don't know whether somebody... Wait, it was it 12 hours during which this, this show happens? No. no. <laughs> it was it was overnight last night. Like We couldn't figure out what was going on. What what kind of punishment is that? Yeah. <laughs> hey, when you're not at work, you can't come to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See you in a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. I don't yeah. know whether somebody turned me in for something or what happened. Oh, the rats. That's a problem. It's Twitter's a new generation of rats. Yeah. Oh, you got suspended from Twitter. I thought you meant from your job. Oh, no. Because no. everybody's getting, losing their jobs because of what they write on right, Twitter. Right, right. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, you got just suspended, suspended from, from Twitter. Twitter for 12 hours. For 12 hours. Like a cooling off period for you. Like <laughs> I guess. Like a time out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I haven't gotten one of those, but uh, yeah, it seems uh, kind of random. Like, it would be all understandable. you need is somebody to report you and they right. just go ahead and do it. But it would be understandable if it was something that I was like, oh, yeah, that was definitely over the line, and they got me on it and stuff. But I really, I didn't tweet anything bad, and I was like, this is weird just all of a sudden. At the same time, people are constantly attacking me, making Photoshop and pictures of big Ds coming out of my ears and stuff, and nobody ever gets in trouble for that stuff. I'm like, whatever. I'll I'll live through Because you don't report them. No, I don't. (laughs) I don't care. You're not on there being a narc. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Doug Benson is going to be at the Improv. Uh, he will be there tonight, one night only, uh, at, at 8 o'clock. Now, will you just be doing stand-up tonight? Are yeah. you recording anything? No. Well, I record part the end of the show. I always play games from my uh, movie podcast, Doug Loves Movies. Mm. Uh, audience members at my stand-up shows, they, they still come like uh, prepared for, right, they know for what's coming. movie trivia. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I play a game with audience members where I get a bunch of people up on stage and... Um, and I, I record that part for a, uh, a like a little spin-off, uh, spin-off podcast I do called Doug Loves Minis. Are you making tons of money on this? <laughs> I I do all right. It's a uh, you know. Give me a, give me an example of all right. Like what kind of car are you driving? <laughs> no car. Oh yeah. No yeah. car. Where do you live in the city? Uh, you know, in Los Angeles, I just live right in the middle of it, and I just uh, Uber, Uber everywhere. everywhere. Or if I have some, you know, big thing I need to do driving wise, I just rent a car. How great is that? That Uber allows us to not own our own vehicles these days. It's pretty cool, and I and I like walking places, and I and I'm on the road a lot, so whatever town I'm in, I'll just walk everywhere. Really, you know, and uh, and some places it's you know it's awesome, like like New York, obviously, and uh, of course Ebor City, it's got everything you could need. <laughs> like I'll just be walking down the street, going up, you know what I'm going to get 
three tattoos today, <laughs> one at each of these places sure. on, on this one block. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and if you feel like getting stabbed, keep walking. Oh, my God. Further, yeah. It's everything you'd want yes. in an afternoon Horrible pizza evening. and three uh, <laughs> uh, tattoos. If you want to see dudes sitting around smoking cigars, yep. it's a great place to be. <laughs> Have you seen the shoe liquor yet? No, what's that? Oh, boy. <laughs> There's an Ybor City shoe liquor who may genuinely be one of the only, like, one of the bright spots of Tampa. He is a kid. I don't know. I say he is a kid. He's probably in his 30s. He's uh, Hispanic, maybe, with an afro, and he uh, just wants to lick your shoes or your feet or and, and dirty. Like, so a lot of times he'll be like, hey, you there drop. He is on both yeah, that's him. Oh, okay. He'll be like, you drop something. And when he'll go down there and you'll be like, oh, what did I drop? And he'll go down and lick your shoe and then run away. Yeah. That's him. And it's just men's shoes. He won't, yeah, he won't lick women's. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> well, keep your eyes open. If you see him and you ask him, he'll probably lick your shoe for you. Yeah. Me. Oh, my yeah. goodness. It's sad. At one time he was singing for Rage Against the Machine and now he's <laughs> licking he shoes. He does look like that, dude. <laughs> oh, look, there he goes. Oh, yeah. Bottom too. Oh, yeah. Looks at all. Yeah, and he oh, doesn't. That? He doesn't drink anything after either. He doesn't seem. Oh my! He's really getting into it. Yeah, man. That is horrendous. He loves that. Yeah, he's right back to his beverage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he needs. That's probably why he's walking around with a drink because he needs to wash it. You know, get I know. that. So I gross. gotta tell you, there's acid that wouldn't clean that off. Anyway, uh, where do you stay when you come here? Are you staying in Ebor? No, right? Yeah, no, I stay you right stay there. Stay in, in the Ebor. heart of Ebor so you yeah. can walk everywhere. Get the roosters waking me up. That's every right. Day. <laughs> That's right. I heard they voted to keep them. <laughs> they did. They did. I'm <laughs> still surprised. That. I've been here since 1989. I'm still surprised when I go there and I see it. I go, what is yeah. this? What's going yeah, on here? They're just cruising around. There's even like uh, outside the hotel. There's like a uh, mother. Uh, Chicken with uh, a, a sitting on a bunch of eggs. In, in my now, in my knowledge of being here so long, I've seen so I've seen people get stabbed in Ebor. No one's ever hurt one of those chickens, right? You like never, you never re- kick, yeah, yeah. Or you never hear a story about. I guess you can't catch them. You well, never hear a story about the chickens getting hurt. Yeah, they're, anymore. they're definitely they move away from you when you try to when you walk towards them. But uh, you <laughs> you'd think that like you know a fast moving homeless dude would would kill one, but then I guess they wouldn't know how to prepare it. No, yeah. there's nowhere to. They just have a dead it. rooster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you could show up at a couple of restaurants in Ebor yeah. with a dead chicken and be like, you know, man, yeah. yeah, somebody will cook it up for you. But yeah, they really uh, they really own the Ebor area, and it's uh, it's crazy. Now let me tell you how. How much do you really love movies? Have you always been a, a movie buff? Yeah, I've just uh, that was always the the driving thing for me. And uh, you know, uh, my career was that uh, I wanted to do always wanted to do something movie related. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I started out early in college and uh, post college, being like a film critic and writing a lot about movies. And then uh, you know, eventually, once I was living in. Hollywood. I started to be in them. I like started to be an extra in movies, right? Then a stand in, and now every once in a while I get a like a small part. And then I've had this podcast for twelve years called Doug Loves Movies, where I just bring people on, comedians and and actors mostly, and uh, everybody comes out and we just talk about movies for a little bit. And then the back half of the show is uh, is all just movie trivia games that I come up with that uh, I play with the, the right. guests. We we actually, uh, you're looking at some big time movie stars here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we uh, are on about an hour and a half worth of sleep. 
we were out on the set with Kevin Smith, who's filming his movie in Sarasota last oh, night. Oh, nice. Until like, yeah, it was not, it was a great idea until, <laughs> until, until about 4.45 yeah. this morning. I was like, why? What were we thinking? Well, I could see, I understand now why you brought in such a hyper guest this morning. <laughs> <laughs> to, to make up Wake for, us your, up. for your uh, energy. Uh, yeah. Back of it. I have to tell you, I don't think I can handle that today. If if uh, Bert was here or somebody oh else, I would be like, I can't do this today. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was the first movie you were in? You take in your a- shirt off and oh. you just go to sleep on those pillows. <laughs> 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 what was the first movie you were in when you were like, I can't believe I'm here. I've done it. I've made it. Little Doug has made it to where he wanted to be. Well, you know, it was. Uh, it started w- back when I was, you know, in my early 20s. I uh, managed to be an extra in Blade Runner. Oh really? Yeah, and so that was pretty pretty neat. Me and uh, it's the scene where Harrison Ford is. It took five nights to shoot the scene where he's chasing the uh, redheaded robot lady down the street to to murder her before she falls through all the glass. Right. And um, so uh, <laughs> uh, we figured out. Me and my buddy figured out that when we were extras on the set, that if you got in Harrison Ford's way while he was running, he was super <laughs> method about it, and he would like totally shove you. And, oh really? Yeah, Get, get really physical with you. Yeah, this is the scene right here, and uh, <laughs> and so um, that was like like our thing was just uh, trying to get trying to get Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, my my friend he, Harrison Ford actually like grabbed him and like threw him up against the bus like to get him out of the way. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He's really really into it. That's got to be so awesome. You move to Hollywood, you're an extra, and all of a sudden you're on a movie with Harrison Ford. Yeah, but you know, you're outside in the middle of the night. It's not, even though it's California, it's a chilly night, and uh, they're doing a fake rain on you the yeah. entire time. And all of the other extras were, you know, you've seen the movie, they were like actual Asians and actual punk <laughs> kids oh, were so. the other extras. So right. we were like just these two, you know, young white guys standing around this really weird, you know, <laughs> we got a taste of what uh, LA was going to be like. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty awesome i uh we did we did that one time where we were uh, extras in um steve burns show sullivan and son uh basically we learned that hollywood guys just like to eat that's all you that's all they do is just sit around until it's they waste time until it's time to that they have to feed everybody yeah they take an hour to eat yeah like, like I, every I just, certain amount I just of hours. See, if I were on, on a movie set and I could go home an hour earlier, if I just eat a slice of pizza on the go right, and keep yeah. working. Yeah. But no, they got to stop. Stop and, and break it down. Make a whole thing. And then they have, uh, you know, craft service or crafty. They like to call it oh, air crafty. quotes. I put some air yeah. quotes on that mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that Steve Martin factoid. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, uh, I heard that you uh, travel. Or you're traveling with uh, with your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Is that true? How long have you been with her? Since so first girlfriend I've had in forever. Because I for a long time I was just like I don't I don't want to have kids, so I also don't need a you know a, one relationship you know right i don't need monogamy uh-huh. <laughs> which is true especially if you're on the road all the time yeah yeah it's just you know if you're in a relationship with somebody and some guys pull it off especially the ones that have kids but yeah. if you're a road comic you know half the time you're you know you're you're missing the, the person that you're, you're yeah. you know because you're gone and then you know uh then there's also the 
you know, you, your spouse or significant other wants you to make money, yeah. but they also don't want you to leave, leave. all the time. Mm. Oh, you figured you know? out marriage already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. It. So it's just, uh, you know, it's just very taxing for everybody involved. So I was just really footloose and fancy free for a long time. And then uh, I met this girl in uh, March. I'd kind of known her for a couple of years, but, you know, just Twitter, no, like just ch- occasional message or something. Occasional then, negative little nipple, little D shot. No, <laughs> no. I mean, she was in uh, a relationship for part of it, perfect uh, part of the time that I was flirting with her, uh, and then, but then once she was free and clear, snatched um, yeah, it up, I got in there, oh, and yeah. um, it worked out. Nice. <laughs> and we've been together ever since. How, how long has that been? Since March. Do you th- are you thinking now? So it's new. Maybe I will get married. Maybe I do want kids. No, because she doesn't want kids. So that was part of the allure. How old is she though? <laughs> Not, not old enough to know whether or not she <laughs> can make that decision. You got to take awesome. that into consideration, dog. Yeah, she's definitely could turn a corner and be like, "I changed my mind." That's right. I watch I this. Want kids I watch more this than anything. Special on TV. <laughs> this woman made me feel guilty for having a, a uterus that worked, and now I feel like I should have a kid. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but she's a real uh, animal lover, so I'm really pushing her in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you want? What do you want to get? I just got a tortoise. Did you that's, really? That's the animal to get. Why? What is it? Because it throw doesn't in the backyard. Mean you're done. Yeah, I had a dog. Gave it up. Throw in the two backyard. Weeks. Forget yep. about it. Yep. Don't worry about it. Every once in a while, you, when you're eating dinner, you eat, you come across a salad and you go, "Ooh, we never fed the tortoise." That's it. And you run out and you throw some lettuce at it, and it's done. It loves. No, lettuce. I'm just kidding. I love that thing. It does. It's just like me. It just hangs out and eats. It's perfect. Uh, dogs are too much attention. I, I already have kids. I don't need more things that I have <laughs> no, to worry it's about. True, the dogs, uh, you know, the good dogs especially. You know, you, nobody wants an aloof dog. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want them to love you, but hey, when on my time, yeah. right, on my terms. <laughs> uh, Doug Benson is here with us. He's got a show at the Improv. One show tonight, eight o'clock, eight six four four thousand. If you want to go, I believe there are some tickets left. Uh, and if you're a fan of the podcast, you know his fans will come out to see him. So don't wait and buy them at the door. You might want to get them in advance. I have to bring. I have to bring something up to you that was very uncomfortable for me that didn't even involve me. Really, it was listening to uh, uh, Opie and Jim Norton fight. Oh yeah, and then your name came up in that. Uh-huh. I'm sure you heard about that. It was sure, a while sure. ago. Yeah. How how uh, <laughs> awkward was that for you? Um, it wasn't terrible because I kind of was friendly with those guys kind of in a separate way because I'd known Jim from stand-up comedy for a long time. Right. Then I, st- I started going in on that show and I and that's how I got to know Opie and they were already kind of in a weird spot yeah, yeah, with each other. They already hated each other. From the minute I started doing the show but I really loved riffing with both of them. Right. Like, and I loved doing it, you know, and uh, I didn't notice that, uh, you know, there wasn't too much f- friction usually but... Um, but yeah, there was a there was a point where I just you know how you can know a guy for a while mm-hmm. and you just think, oh, that guy, you know, he's he's like uh, not too cool, but I just like don't think of him as like somebody I could. I just wasn't comfortable yet saying to him, hey, come do my podcast because I just see him on the uh, you know uh, Opie and Jimmy show, right, right, right. and uh, but so at one point Jim just sort of felt like. You know why isn't Doug asking me to be on his podcast? Yeah. You know, like kind of like like I was, you know, sliding him. Yeah. When in, in my mind, I was more like, oh, it's just kind of a. I don't know if it's something he would enjoy doing. It, and I can totally relate to that because some people who are like famous people will go, 
how come you never have me on your, on your show? I go, I'd, I'd love to have you on the show. Yeah. I'm just not going to call you up on a Wednesday and be like, you want to come on my show tomorrow? You know, yeah. like if you're friends with somebody like Batista, you know, Dave Batista yeah, yeah. from the guard, like I w- he lives here. So I'd want him to come on every time he's in the news, every time he has a movie, but I don't want to bother him all the time, right. you know? So I'm always like, I, whatever you want, you let me know. So I figured when I heard them say that, that that was probably the case. Yeah, it was just we weren't communicating because we were just, uh, all of our talking we do on the air. I'd be on the air with them for like three hours, yeah. you know? And I would just like, and I would just think, this is, this doesn't seem like something, he doesn't seem to be into movie trivia, uh-huh. you know? But he was sitting there offended, and so I get that. But he was kind of like giving me a little bit of a cold shoulder. And I said to Opie, I go, hey, what's up with Jim? And, and Opie's like, I can't tell you, like, what's up with Jim. Like, he doesn't, he wouldn't want me to tell you. And uh-huh. I was like, well, okay, what what's, what am I supposed to do? And he was like, he thinks you, sh- you should ask him to be on his podcast. Don't tell him I said. <laughs> and, you know, and I always give Opie credit for that. That patched everything up because as soon as I went to Jim and said, hey, do you want to be on Douglas Movies? He said yes. And it's been smooth sailing ever since. We both do each other's shows because right. now he's on with uh, uh, Sam, Sam Roberts. Yeah. So I go on there all the time. And, uh, you know, it, it, it worked out great. I just ultimately. Love, I just, but then I was in the when then when they were talking about everything yeah my name came up I know, it's great it's great because uh they're they're we're friends with them and most radio guys like hate each other but we would all like each other sure and uh i or i heard that and then you know you start hearing things that you know about and then when they brought your name i was like oh poor doug Benson just got dragged into this thing he <laughs> yeah. did nothing to do nothing and i figured i'm like just from a guy who's been in that position of inviting people on the show i i i figured that's what it was you don't want to be like hey we want to come do i just did your show for three hours yeah now do you want to come do my show you're like maybe i then you know then you weren't in the same place or yeah it just didn't uh you know i was definitely it was brewing like i was getting to a point where i was gonna be like oh i'm gonna i think i am gonna ask him to be on right and then and then i found out that he was mad that i had no <laughs> people are also such babies including me i'm the biggest oh baby. yeah all yeah. of us are that's why we're i know. need constant i'm like a princess i want constant <laughs> attention and adoration from everybody yeah, that should have been on that poll for why do you are you in radio? Yeah, yeah. should be because I'm like a princess. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been uh, in a group where it's a bunch of radio people? Oh <laughs> man, is it annoying? Yeah. Sometimes I've had uh, you know I get really friendly with morning radio folk and uh, have a lot of fun on their show, and then I'll invite them to be on one of my shows in front of an uh, audience at night in, mm-hmm. in that market or whatever, and especially when they have like two or more from the same uh, morning radio show, right. it just doesn't it becomes hokey. It, it, beca- it just doesn't connect because yeah. because. Um, you know they'll come on and they'll just sort of feel like they got to behave like comedians yeah, instead yeah. of just I just want them to do their morning radio thing. Right. Just be yourself. Right. And you know and so th- there's been some uncomfortable ones where the where the audience sort of rejects the, <laughs> the, the, the radio people. I love that. I love that. So there's been some awkward episodes. Who do you like? What radio guys you like? Um, you know it's a lot of fun to do Preston and Steve yep. in Philadelphia. Philly, huh? And uh, Kevin and Bean out in Los Angeles. Yeah. I don't do a lot of them. Uh, BJ Shea in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, BJ. but I don't. That's the first one of the first things I cut out of my uh, promotional diet was morning radio. Yeah, you know, like more, come, and listen. It's I get it. It's the absolute worst thing to have to stay up late doing a show, then go home and be like, well, finally I get to sleep, only to have some 
person that smells like cigarettes that you don't know come wake you up at four o'clock in the morning and be like, now we got to go talk to some yahoos you don't know. And the worst is that uh, years ago, I used to go by the name Cowhead. So if you don't know me and you show up in a city and they're like, hey, tomorrow morning you have to do Cowhead, you're like, Jesus Christ, why am <laughs> I not doing this? this be great. And then, no, it's cool because when you're done with Cowhead, we're going to take you to talk to these two old yentas on TV on the network at a local <laughs> NBC station, and you're going to cook with the chef from a yeah. restaurant. You're like, I'm out of this, crap, man. You, I, I get it, man. I totally get it. There's a morning TV show called... Um uh, you know, good morning, or uh, <laughs> I want to say, wake up Portland. No, uh, but uh, it's in Portland, and uh, I do it every time that I go through because you know it's Portland. Yeah. So they don't, you know, even though the only people watching are probably like soccer moms, they don't care that I'm just high out of my mind. <laughs> and, and they do the pet, the pet segments and the cooking segments, and they do, just yeah. do all the normal morning there. show crap, <laughs> but with me high out of my mind. <laughs> It's so much fun. And, uh, but yeah, but normally the morning television is even worse than morning radio. Because, you got to be presentable, too. Yeah, and, you, and it's only the segment's only like four or five minutes long, and they interview you, and they don't know anything about you, so they oh. ask questions like, tell us about your comedy, oh. or, or what can people expect from your show tonight, mm. you know, and you're just like, oh, me talking. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Have Telling you ever seen jokes. Before? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's not going to be anything that crazy. What's <laughs> worse, that or radio shows that are like, hey, write down a couple of starter bits. Oh, right? my yeah. God. <laughs> Bob and Tom. Uh, every comedian they, they make you. They give you a list with ten blank spaces. Uh, give us ten things to bring up that would lead you into jokes. I couldn't possibly, like, you know, fifteen minutes later, he goes, "So you like dogs?" Yeah. I'm like, I forgot what I wrote down. <laughs> I don't know what you're setting me up for. <laughs> yeah, dogs are great. Uh, Dog, do you know kung fu? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that you. I mean, obviously, Bob and Tom are wildly successful or were in their day. But how do you, uh, that, I don't know. That's like, I never, I was always surprised by comedians who had other comedians write their jokes. Well, then those guys are the comedians. You're just, you know what I mean? It's different if you're a writing partner. But like, yeah. I don't need you. If, if I need you to give me the, the things I'm supposed to ask you, then what, am, what is my job? I like the system with uh, stand-up comedy of like comics will suggest things to each other. But, yeah, but basically we all write our own stuff, right? You know? Or if you sat there with each other and riff, exactly. Uh, you yeah, know? you could come up with stuff together. Right. But certainly, yeah, you just uh, uh, it, it's an odd concept to me for somebody to have uh, wow. uh, writers. But then when it comes to Bob and Tom, like. Uh, you know they were nice to me, and uh, I, I had a good—I have a good time being in there with them and doing it. But at the same time, they—they'll have you know two, three, four comics on every single day, mm -hmm. and say all of their plugs repeatedly throughout yeah. the show. And it just you know started feeling more and more to me like, well, this is this isn't doing anything for me. This is making a great radio show for you guys, yeah. <laughs> but it's not going to help me sell tickets. No, because people already like me will just we'll find already it. have yeah. tickets and then listen to me on Bob and Tom as well. You know? Jesus Christ. I, I got to tell you, as a radio guy, I can relate to what you were saying before about being up on stage with comedians doing your podcast. We were in Montreal a couple of weeks ago for the comedy festival, mm -hmm. and we did our show, and then when we were done, Jim and Sam go on for another hour. So I came, walked in to go see them, and I walked in. The minute I walked in, I'm right in front of them. They're like, hey, Mike. I'm like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, all right, we'll go to break, and we'll come back. Mike, come sit with us. I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm like, all right, this is, this is pretty cool. So then we come back from break, and the producer comes over, and he goes, all right, you ready? In two minutes, we're going to go back. I go, okay. And I look over, and it's Joe Coy, um, 
What's that guy? The little the little guy from that Bigley movie. Uh, Brad Williams was probably there. <laughs> I didn't see him. Oh, Chris uh, Gethard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Chris uh, uh, De Stefano mm-hmm. and um, the the car, Jimmy Carr. Oh, and uh, and I start to walk over and I go no and I back yeah. away. And goes, no, go ahead. I go no. I go come on. This is not this is not the time for me to go wedge myself in between Jimmy Carr and Chris Stefano and be like hello, <laughs> chip chip. Let's tell some jokes. And I was like no. I I get. Yeah, I mean I certainly wasn't afraid to do it, but I'm there's certain places where you don't belong, and that was not one of the places where I belonged. Well, that's a real murderous row of yeah. uh, yeah. comics that are all just gonna you know. Oh. Plus, I'll turn and snap Joe Coy's neck if he's trying to make it fun of me. I'm like, "Hey, Joe Coy, I don't have that. That yeah. I will, I will rip your half gay head right off and throw it at Jimmy Carr if I have to." I'm Which not half is gay? The Filipino half? <laughs> uh, I was going with the top half. <laughs> I, I actually like him a lot. I just know. Oh, he's a great guy. Yeah, uh, that if I but if he would have got carried away, I would have been like, <laughs> off the side. Yeah, no, but I, in that situation, I'm sure he was the butt of most of the jokes. Um, and it might no. have shifted to you if you went in there. Like I would have been fine. Smart. I would have been fine <laughs> being the butt of the joke if the joke was funny. And I, like Jimmy Carr, he intimidates me a little bit because he's, he's uh, so dry. He's very dry. And- right. But I also find him to be very amusing, so I would have taken all the heat. But if Chris <laughs> Stefano and that dumb Guinea New York thing tried to get at me, I would have got up and kicked him in his teeth. I would have been like, slow down, Bronx. It ain't happening. Uh, yeah, but that's why That's why I was smart enough to know, not going to do it. Not going to hang out there. All right. Favorite movie. Good move. Of uh, all time. You can do top three if you want to. It's very hard to do one. I, yeah, it's very hard to do three. I, I always I always stall out on these questions because there's just so many things I love. That's, uh, well, that's mine what will I change. love about movies. Yeah, if you ask me next week, I'll, I'll always have one or two consistent ones, but then depending and on what I can think of. Something that's more recent is your is a big one for you. Oh, man, more recent. What's the one we just... What's the one that... Oh, I love that movie that you hated. The one, the one the that... The Florida got, Parking Lot the movie. The Florida yeah, Project. Dirty Kids in a Parking Lot. Oh, I love Florida Project. Uh, <laughs> Kids in the parking lot. Uh, I mean, you literally could just set up a camera in a Walmart parking well, lot anywhere here. No, that's but that's that part of what I liked about it is yeah. how real it was. Like those people yeah. were acting, but it, it seemed real. Me. It hurt me. I grew up as a poor kid, not that poor, but uh, watching it, I was like, these kids, this is life for a lot of those people in Orlando, and I, and those kids. That kid was such a good actor, and that was the first time that she had acted. And the same thing with the mother, and I was like, and then the mother with the. Craigslist stuff. I was like, oh, this is so disturbing and awesome at the same time. Yeah, it's very, uh, uh, it's very unsettling, but also heartwarming. Strangely, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and uh, the ending is sad and uplifting at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's really a weird movie. But and Willem Dafoe, though, like I was grateful that he was in it. He because, was great, be, but also it just reminds you that it's a movie, right? Because <laughs> yeah. right. a known person is in it. <laughs> you know, like if, it, if he hadn't been in there, just been like, yeah, did they just film these yeah. weirdos? <laughs> Who are these did people? Did they just go to this uh, purple castle hotel and just start shooting? Uh, it's very. I'm sure there's somebody that looks like Willem Dafoe working at one of those oh, places, yeah. changing, oh, yeah. changing air conditioning filters. Say what you want, but that's no Mission Impossible. I'll tell yeah. you what, that is a fantastic new film. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's so good. It's um, it's just in, it's nonstop. Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise craziness. Oh, yeah. He Amazing. just he is really determined to be the <laughs> best action star, uh, you know, of the universe. Right. Like it's just, it's nuts. Yeah, I love nuts. Part, 
I don't know what there is to care about. <laughs> like, I don't really care if his character lives or dies. Yeah. But he does throw himself into it. It's right? pretty amazing. Well, one movie that totally ruined it for me, and all, and all of us mostly in this room that we uh, talk about is, ever since I was a kid... Who doesn't love Star Wars? After the last Star Wars movie, I don't even care about the next one anymore. Well, I sure I don't care about the next one that's going to involve Mark Hamill. He ruined that whole last Star Wars movie for us. Well, also, you know, Mark Hamill didn't want he didn't want to play that part that way, right? Like he disagreed with it, but he did it because he, you know, well, he didn't do it very well. Was being prof- trying to be professional. Yeah. It was horrendous, and it ruined that whole movie. And now at the end of that thing, I don't even know what there is to look forward to. Uh, well, did you like Rogue One? Yes. Well, then more of that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you show me a, they'll get a you side back. movies. They'll I even like the, the uh, solo. solo movie. I yeah. thought it was good. All right. Well, so you'll you'll be back here. Thank you. I feel I better think, now. I think you'll make it. Give me, so <laughs> you still don't, don't? I'm mad at the Marvel Universe for I don't want to watch another Marvel movie if they're really going to keep James Gunn fired from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I don't That's the dumbest thing in, ever. I know. Galvin got suspended for way. Yeah. Way yeah. yeah. Why can't they just suspend Gunn from that movie for yeah, 12 hours? Right. You know? So it was, I don't they give him a Twitter punishment. Yeah. <laughs> a cooling off period. The the thing was that uh, we always talk about this, and somebody pointed out on a meme of how racist Disney used to be. And how could Disney have the balls to go ahead and suspend somebody for something they said? We were talking about this last night. Things that we did five years ago on the show that we could never do now. Couldn't yeah. do. Never. Yeah. yeah. We'd be in so much trouble. We'd get, we'd get uh, you know, just the community would kick us off the radio. Yeah, it's like the uh, you know, it's like Disney never saw James Gunn's movies before his Guardians. <laughs> like all of his movies are, had very shocking material. And in he them. says that I was a different. I was younger. Yeah. I was trying to troll. I was trying to shock people. Yeah, there's your race. Yeah, and then Disney. here's uh, Song <laughs> of the South. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, hey, Bluebird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, walk down the road with me. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I there's no reason to name any names, but I'm, there's so many people that are also working for Disney that have done worse things than writing. Some weird tweets. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, you know, I mean, I get the the tweets were really good at hurting lots of different communities. <laughs> right. Right. He did spread it he around. A lot of flags. Yeah. Spread around quite a bit. So. Had he not been famous, they would have swarmed his house a couple of times, right. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So that was bad, but uh, but he's such a great guy, and he's he's been on Douglas movies a, a few times, and uh, and I love those those Guardians movies. Batista loved him from the first movie. He came in, he was like, "Man, you know that guy?" I go, "No." He goes, "He's one of the best guys you'll ever meet." Blah blah blah. And I'm so glad to see that they are standing by him. Especially Batista. Like, he's yeah. saying he, he's might, he, he might just not do it. Yeah. And, you know, then they, they could sue him, but I don't think that looks good for Disney. He said he'll take care of his, he'll go through his contract, and then he's done, he said. But, but uh, really, Pratt's the one that's got the pull. Yeah. He, if he steps up and says, I'm not, I will not be Star-Lord anymore, then that's when everybody craps their pants. They got yeah. a lot of action figures. Yeah, he's you know he signed that letter that's a strongly worded letter, but right. uh, we'll we'll see what happens next. And then the other odd thing is that Marvel has said, well, we might work with James Gunn on another project down the line. It's like what this is the project? Yeah. Right. It's a trilogy, yeah. and he he <laughs> created waiting. the first two parts. Yeah. And he's written the script, and they're like, we're going to use his script. Oh, that's so gracious of you <laughs> to use. You know, the his same script. hand that wrote those tweets wrote that script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what. What's, what's to the people? What's the difference between him being the writer or the director or both? Like right. either fire him or don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, it's bizarre. It's uh, stop trying to skirt the issue, Doug. What are your favorite movies? I need to know. Oh, well, okay. 
Guardians one, Guardians two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 all right, how about this? <laughs> I'll throw categories at you. Fa- what what's your favorite superhero um, type movie? Mm, probably Deadpool. Deadpool's nice. pretty good. Yeah, Deadpool's pretty good. What about sci-fi? Mm, he's in Blade Runner. Yeah, that's true. But, Stargate was but pretty probably good. Maybe Close Encounters. Uh, Close Encounters is a great movie, but it's unfulfilling. I need to know, like, how are right, they not yeah. doing? Like, I love this right. whole re- come up with the next movie thirty years later. Like, we're ready now, mm. Steven Spielberg. We've got way <laughs> yeah. more movie technology. Ricky Let's- Dreyfus is still around. That's right. Yeah. Let's have him tumble out of that uh, spaceship and tell us about the probing. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I went in there. I thought it was going to be nice. They were really friendly until I got in there. It was rough. Thirty years of probing. What is your uh, favorite prison movie with a black and white lead? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I get what you're saying about it being unfulfilling. And they, they uh, Spielberg did a special edition where he filmed some more stuff. Yeah. But it was just longer. Walking in and looking around in the spaceship, it's just you got. It's just you get to see what the inside of it looks like. Right. It, looks, it looks terribly impractical. Like what? Yeah. Are, what are they even doing in there? In, their, in their, yeah, their beautiful glass yeah. spaceship. Is, that is this the hidden fortress? Is this? Uh, yeah, right. is, is Superman yeah. going to come in and learn some stuff about his dad? In the seventies, is that all they had for space? Glass. Uh-huh. This is what they going to do. Yeah. yeah. So that was weird, and also. You know, because they, they just did a reissue of it, so I got to speak to some people who'd seen Close Encounters with new eyes, like for like from okay. today's perspective. Yeah. And everyone was just like, "He just leaves his family to go into space." Do you know? I I try to run these things past my wife, but my wife won't. She's forty now, but we've been together for a while. But she won't watch anything as she calls it from the dirty eighties. Like if it's not like a Breakfast Club type movie, if I, like I made her watch The Warriors one time. And you would think that I was, uh, it was the equivalent of beating her. She's like, please don't do this to me anymore. And I'm like, just watch it. It's good. And you know, she's not, she can't, if, if it's not visually stimulating, she's not into it. Yeah. And that movie is good, but it's not as great as you want it to be when you rewatch it. Cause right. Because it's, it's got, a, the pace is too slow. Yeah. Dreyfus is great, though. Yeah. He's great in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Now we're talking about Close Encounters. Oh, Warriors. sorry. Warriors. Sorry. I was saying Warriors is a little slow. Oh, yeah. And also yeah. that lead guy is terrible. Yes, yes, yes. That's true. <laughs> but, but once the, the, guy. Once the <laughs> lesbians come through with their... Uh, oh, my God. The, yeah. And just the iconic... The, just seeing those dudes with the baseball bats, the oh, Furies. The Furies. Yeah, yeah. Like, those, those guys look so cool. But... Uh, we did a screening a few years ago where uh, we just watched uh, Warriors, but the most of the audience was comedians, uh-huh. and so there's you know we'd occasionally you know yell stuff out. It's pretty uh, <laughs> it's pretty mockable, but also the classic w- scene where uh, the dude is clicking the bottles together and say Warriors. Right. But you have to know that you have to know those references for the for the future. Like I, I like I try to teach that to my kids. You don't have to watch a home movie. Just watch a scene. It's going to come up at some point. By the way, that guy, that actor who was in uh, David Patrick Hours Kelly, so uh, was also in Remember Dreamscape. Uh huh. That oh, was yeah. such. That is like prime for a remake now. That was one of the first PG thirteen movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. That was yeah. a really good movie. I liked that. That whole concept of going in into people's, to dreams. people's dreams and then trying to assassinate the president in his dream. And I don't stuff. know. They tried to remake Flatline. 
Brothers, and that didn't work out very yeah. well. That was all right. The that new, one. yeah, because you didn't see the first one. Oh, was that the one with uh, what's his face, Sutherland? Yeah, yeah, I saw the first one. You did, yeah. And you, and you liked the new one? I mean, it was good. It was the same movie basically, and <laughs> right. then they had like Donald or uh, yeah, Better you know, Kiefer people. Sutherland was in there. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm a teacher now. Oh really? Yeah, oh. he's a professor at the school, oh, and he's like, that makes it better. "I know what you guys are doing down in the basement. Uh, Don't do it. Bad things will happen." Me and Julia Roberts. Spoiler alert: Bad things happen, anyways. You med students, yeah. man, you're not a party. <laughs> uh, Doug Benson is here hanging out with us. This guy says he was on. I don't know if this guy went on vacation with you. He was on a cruise with you, Matthew. You're on with uh, Doug Benson. What's up, Doug? Yeah, we went on three eleven cruise now. The last three eleven cruise together. You and, speak. Uh, you, hear, you understand what this mumble mouth is saying? Three eleven cruise. Yeah. Well, we. Uh, I've done. I'm about to go on next March. I'm going to go on my fifth three eleven cruise. You love three eleven, or they just the pay most, you to go on the cruise? Both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> both. They get paid to go on a cruise and hang out with three eleven and their fans. And like this dude that's on the phone right now, that their fans are amazing. Like I, you know, I can't move like two feet without we somebody. Have, we have so much. Passing me something. <laughs> I would imagine. Either, either weed or a disease. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're really, uh, it's a really friendly uh, group that goes on that cruise, and uh, it's a lot of the same Annoying? Like, time. this guy, uh, it seems like he'd get kind of annoying after the first no, time. Super, no, you're a super nice guy, right, Matt? Oh, you know it, Doug. I, when we, you did your show, um, I'm about a 300-pound guy who you gave about a 100-pound guy shirt to. I incredible Hulk did and tore it in front of the whole crowd and had you die and laughing and then That sounds like poker. something that would happen at one of my shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. I played poker and you kicked my butt. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. Took about 200 from me. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, well, hey. Let's walk. so high, I don't think you remembered what was going on. You gonna <laughs> beat him up as he's walking back from the improv tonight. And get Are you going to be a, oh, well, you know, that's, I'll, I'll something, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably I'll get stabbed you. anyway. <laughs> Uh, what, um, <laughs> what, are you going on the next cruise in next March? Yeah, I, ju- I just got my tickets. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, uh, you'll get another chance to win that 200 bucks back. <laughs> Good luck, All right, sir. Brother. All right. Thanks for calling. Yeah. So you go, is that the only cruise you do? The 311 cruise? No, I've, I've, I've really gotten into rock cruises. Like, uh, 311 was, uh, one of the first ones I did, but I've done, uh, I've done a couple of Weezer cruises, <laughs> a, uh, Paramore, uh, tr- tr- what is what is this alternate universe? Paramore, Paramore is called Parahoy. <laughs> and, uh, Get me on Parahore. I'll go uh, on that yeah. cruise. Oh, yeah. and um, and then uh, what was it? Oh, train. I did a train cruise, which is that just that expression is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, train cruise? <laughs> which which is it? Um, and then. Um, Impractical Jokers had oh, they have an annual cruise. Yeah. So that was super fun. Kreischer was on that. Yeah. Ari Shafir. So I got to see a, one man's belly and another man's dong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bert gets naked so much since we know him that um, we were we were uh, uh, I forgot what we did we did something where we drew penises. I think we were trying to guess what some of these penis look like, so we all drew what we thought it would look like. And I was telling my wife about it, and I showed her the pictures, and she goes, "Oh, that one looks like Bert's." And I go, that's how naked Bert's been in front of us. Oh, it was with it's, Robert Kelly. We were was it Robert Kelly? Kelly? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that you were that you are now recognizing Bert naked mm-hmm. is amazing to me. I don't even think she could draw mine, to be honest with you, if she had to. Uh, now, when you go on I these, bet you women are, in general, 
are terrible at drawing those. Yeah, dongs. They Please. don't really know what yeah. the package is. You, <laughs> they you, don't. They don't spend any time staring at it. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's open for they viewing. They work around it. Yeah, you want to you want to study mine? I'll let you look at it all you want. Uh, when you go on these cruises, was this pre girlfriend? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So was this good for you? Um, some some cruises I'd take a you know a date or a girl you know somebody to hang with. You'd bring one? Yeah, sometimes they and got a three thousand people on a boat that you could bang. Yeah, but you'd be surprised. There's lots of people who are already coupled up, or they're uh, you know groups of four women, and you know the worst woman in that group is not going to let the best one out <laughs> yeah. of her sight. Yeah. You know yeah. that kind of thing. I was thinking trickle down effect, <laughs> where it'd be like we're going to bang three eleven. Like oh, we can't. Well, bang the community. No, it's definitely you. Definitely have some options for sure, but it's it's more limited than than you'd imagine. You know, it's easy to get you know to just think oh I'll I'll be set, but then you know sometimes. You don't. You, nothing happens till the fourth night. Brings so oh. You got to really work some somebody over for a few days. Yeah. And then you get like a makeout session on the last night, and then, uh. and then the next day you leave, and you're like, well, the next time I'm in that person's town because they're always from somebody somewhere. Right. That I might show up later. That's pretty yeah. important. <laughs> you're like, yeah. we're already at first base. So now that's I, yeah, that's yeah. the only reason Doug exactly. went on the train cruise. He was like, oh, I thought it was something different. <laughs> <laughs> it was the band. Well, I always hear about dudes like um, we'll, we'll go, single men will go on like a uh, new kids on the block cruise. <laughs> because it's going to be all, uh-huh. like you were saying, it's going to be all ladies who are just really Think they're gonna bang Donnie. worked up for the, uh, you know, the guys in the band. And then they are in their own private area on the ship the whole time. Yeah. So, uh, so these dudes can uh, uh, could swoop in. Uh, you know, it's not a terrible plan. No, I guess if you're young and good looking, yeah. or like older and good looking, like you'd be in their age range. I don't know. I went to see. I took my wife to see New Kids on the Block, and she loved them when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. Recently, and I realized that it is nothing more than like a Chippendale show, and those kids are brilliant or guys. Yeah. Uh, that at first I was like, "Well, this is so sad that they're out doing this again." Then you go out into a sold out twenty thousand person venue, and eighteen thousand of them are women that want to still do dirty stuff with you. And I thought these guys are brilliant. I don't know what I was thinking. Good yeah. for them. Yeah, and they you know they dance around. Yeah, that's they gyrating. <laughs> Take their shirts off. They put on a show. I, I you know I'd sit there. That what? Which band is it? Is it? It's Backstreet Boys that uh, shows up in that Dream Seekers with Seth Rogen at the end of. Yes, uh, yeah. this is the end. Yeah, that's I right. love that. Yeah, I'd see that. Yeah, I'd see. I'd see a whole show of that. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Doug Benson is going to be at the Improv tonight. One show, eight o'clock, eight six four four thousand, or ImprovTampa.com. I uh, I'm glad you finally came in, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, this has been great. I, I hope mean, so. I hope I've, you liked it. I hope you don't go home and go. Oh, that was a waste of time. Well, you know, Bert has talked you up to me for years, uh-huh. and uh, you know, and I think like the last time I came through, there was just some sort. I just didn't work it out in time, but uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here and come see you anytime I'm around. Yeah, we won't ask you to write down uh, ten <laughs> things we could start talking to you about. These cruises you know. go out of Tampa. Well, come yeah. on. The, the, yeah, the next 311, it goes out of Tampa. And here's the crazy thing. I'm doing a five-night cruise with 311 and then staying on the same Shut ship up. 
the the next day for four more nights with the uh, Trailer Park Boys cruise. Are you oh, yeah. serious? Uh, yeah, the first Trailer Park Boys cruise. So I'm going to be on the weed cruise and then a booze cruise, <laughs> and it's uh, going to be interesting to see how I come out at the other end. That's so funny. We uh, what, who's the dude that we had in here that died from the Trailer Park Boys? The old guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, Leahy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He came in. He was a nice guy. He was funny. super nice dude. I, that's the only sad part about them. You know, now doing a cruise is that he, you know, he would have had a blast. Yeah, John's John Dunsworth is his name. Uh, he would have had a nice time. But they're going to have Randy and all the other guys. And, so uh, I won't say who, but I know because I don't know who's married and who's not. But <laughs> I know one of the Trailer Park Boys that last time they did a stage show here banged a really hot girl from here. Oh yeah! And I was like, man, those guys are getting ass. This <laughs> really works out. This really works out. A little fame is all you need. Yeah, no, those guys are extremely uh, popular. Yeah, like the people who like them are super. I've got my uh, trailer park oh, boys hoodie on from I did. I I appeared for three episodes as myself uh-huh. uh, in uh, episodes where they they tried to start a casino in their right. trailer park that was uh, uh, you could smoke in there. You could uh, smoke weed. Uh-huh. So me and Snoop Dogg and Tom Arnold, uh, we hear about it on the Jimmy Kimmel show because Jimmy Kimmel loves the Trailer Park Boys, uh-huh. and so uh, we uh, all just show up at the Trailer Park and we all have various adventures. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> that's great. Yeah, uh, season ten for for uh, three episodes. It's on Netflix if you want to check it out. Doug, what's your favorite movie? You didn't tell us. Oh uh, <laughs> wait, I thought I, I you were going categories I, and then you stopped. Yeah, it's so funny because I, I said Pulp Fiction earlier, and uh, and then now I think about it, and there's a couple scenes of Pulp Fiction that I don't like at all. Which ones? So, I know I don't. The scene where Bruce Willis is in the no. cab it, oh, after after the fight, and he's just talking to that lady cab driver yeah. for forever. Yeah, it's just like, she's like, no. Especially the first time I saw the movie, I was just like, come on, what's yeah. happening? Because yeah. every other part of that movie is so entertaining. And he also, it's all Bruce Willis. It's all his fault. Because also his girlfriend, like when he's trying to talk her into, come on, let's go. Zed's dead. Let's go, baby. And she's just pouting. And like that's like, I'm not thrilled with that part. But that also made me want to date a foreign chick. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was cute, though. Yeah. But also this cab scene, the way it's like, uh, you know, a fake background. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that takes you out of it, I think. It's just weird. Tarantino, I love his movies, but he no, always, I'm out. I he quit. always does one or two things in each of his movies that just irritate me. I quit Tarantino. <laughs> it's all the same thing now. I don't. Uh, at the end, everybody's gonna die, or everything's gonna be in chaos. A True Romance was was a great movie that he did not uh, he did not direct. Correct. Reservoir Dogs is a great movie, and then they just I didn't I quit after a while. You know, it's a super fun movie directed by Tony Scott, who did True Romance. Is that and speaking of Bruce Willis, is that the Last Boy Scout? Yes, mm-hmm. that is a. It's a messed up movie, right. but it's fun. Two nineties, two nineties, like one of those things define the nineties. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Um, Halle Berry is a stripper who gets murdered almost immediately. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. And then Damon Wayans is her boyfriend. And there's literally like two scenes later after he's learned of her death, he's like making jokes. <laughs> he was like, so protective like over her yes. that he had to watch her in the club every night. Yeah. But after she dies, he's like, I'm all right. After yeah. she dies, like, no, let's let's have some banter. <laughs> Everybody was saying when Ray Lewis got into the uh, Hall of Fame that the bust was uh, Damon Wayans from Last Boy Scout. <laughs> it looked a lot more like him than it did Ray Lewis. That's so funny. Yeah, uh, and he's amazing with a. He throws that football pretty good. He can get it in front of a bullet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a bullet headed over that way? I'm going to throw this ball. No problem. I'm going to cut it off. 
there's nobody on a set that's a commissioner of common sense that could be like that. No, like, it gets oh, really no. silly that movie, but and I, the way the bad guy dies is great. That somehow a helicopter can get under a person that's at the top part of a right. stadium. <laughs> he falls into the helicopter blades. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. Uh, all right. Well, listen, thank you very much for thank coming in. Thank you for in. having me. Doug Loves Movies is the uh, podcast. And then uh, what's the other one? You got another podcast, don't you? The high, the, the uh, getting high Doug with High yeah, yeah. is a video podcast on YouTube where I just get high with people. I want to I do that <laughs> where we, because I'm not a really big right. uh, getting high guy, but I wanted to do that. I usually want to do it when we get drunk because the Black Crows did a, a video where they all took acid. And then they put a bunch of things like midgets and horses in the room, and then they all recorded their video while they were all tripping on acid. And I thought that was brilliant. But I'm just worried about some of the things I might say. They could ruin my career. When you're high or drunk? Both. Yeah. Even high, because I'm new to being high, so when it happens, I start freaking out a little bit. It takes me a, a calming down period. But yeah, or, but you don't say messed up things. I don't know. I, when I start getting giddy. and That's uh, okay. Yeah. We should have you and uh, Bert on... Getting dug with high together. Oh, if I because Bert's now coming around, he says he'll do it, but we just got to figure out when. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, for the longest time he couldn't do it because of his precious children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but now they see him in a speedo all the time. So what's what's it what can't get any worse. Gonna hurt? It can't get it. They could probably draw his penis too. Really, that's to be honest with you. His dog can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joey Diaz told me he would uh, do, he would give me enough strong drugs to see the devil, and I don't want to do that. Oh I'm my god, Joey just Joey takes those Chiba chews that are a thousand milligrams of chew and just <laughs> just eats them like candy. Like yeah. He just sits there and pops them in his mouth and No, I don't ever No wanna... problem, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be in a room where him and Ari Shafir would sweat at the same time. I think that would be enough to, to knock me out. Oh my god, on the Impractical Jokers tour, Bert Kreischer and Ari Shafir ran the yoga session on the <laughs> On the Lido deck. Oh, yeah. yeah. They ran it? They ran it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bert, Bert, you know, I mean, Ari talked him through. Ari knows all the moves and stuff. Right. And Bert just stood next to him drinking a beer. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Doug Benson, our new best friend. Thank you very yeah, much for coming in. Thank you, guys. And uh, go see him. If you want tickets, you better wait until they open up and order them now because it'll be sold out by tonight. And next time you're in town for, you know, the 311, the best 311 story? Is when Creed tried to beat them up. Do you know that story? No. Oh, hold on. You gotta talk to you gotta <laughs> let the three eleven guys tell you about this. So <laughs> they were in a, they were both checking into a hotel at the same time. Uh-huh. And three eleven started kind of quietly mocking Creed. Sure. And Creed got offended by it. And then Scott Stapp, the sexy Jesus, left and went and got drunk at the bar. And they were in the bar. And then when he was drunk enough, walked up to him and he said, and I quote, 311, it's time to fight. <laughs> and tried to fight 311. I, I, that's one of the best things ever that I've ever heard. I would give anything just to see that or have it reenacted. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, hilarious. All right, enjoy your time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.